0: Welcome back, everybody, to the only NBA podcast still giving out hardware for the 2021-2022 NBA season right as the offseason's almost coming to a complete total close. It's Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, you're speaking with the Big Dog, Mad Ike, one right now. Jordan Flegel, the little pup. The guys, busy. He's in the trenches of sheep farming right now. Uh, I guess this is like a hell week for him or something. I don't know. Uh, someone might need to go put out like a, a, a APB or something. I don't know. Uh, the the, I, the sheep could possibly have gotten to Uh He could be compromised. I don't know who I'm communicating with anymore. Um, but. Now he also owes another solo episode but after, you know, he he did a great job. I hope you guys enjoyed Jordan's uh, solo episode. I thought he did a great job. I would never say that to his face. That's why I'm saying it now. Uh, He's probably not going to listen to this episode. So, uh, and if you are Jordan, fuck you. Uh, So here we are, my second solo episode ever. Uh, But this one's kind of a fun one. This is a special one. Uh, I've actually written an article about this uh, topic before. Uh, I believe that was for uh, the 2020-2021 season. Uh, If anyone's been rocking with me since the layman sports days, uh, you're a a real one for sure. Uh, I probably put you in the GOAT conversation if you've been following me since back then. Uh, But today, we're going to be giving out. uh, It's definitely not the MVP. It's not even the most uh, improved player of the year. Uh, This goes to somebody who's the master of mediocrity uh, in the NBA, someone who... Doesn't exceed expectations, but definitely doesn't, uh, you know, dwindle under the pressure and uh, complete, be a completely useless player. Uh, today, we're going to be unveiling the 2021-2022 NBA Most Average Player Award. So you're probably sitting there thinking, okay, Matt, how the fuck can you say who the most average player is? Well, you know what? That's a good question. Uh, here is the way that I broke this down. It's not based on, you know, your, your, your conventional, you know, evaluating talent we're just going straight off stats. And we're only going with the five traditional major categories, points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, steals per game, and blocks per game. So to figure this out, we look at the averages. So the NBA player average, which again, th- these numbers may surprise you. Uh, I know they kind of surprised me a little bit, uh, especially on the defensive end. Uh, the most, the average player in the NBA, if you took every single player that qualified for the major stats uh, and averaged them out, 9.9 points per game, 3.9 rebounds per game, 2.1 assists per game, just under a steal per game at 0.7 steals and 0.4 blocks per game. So with a half block a game. That's actually not a horrible stat line. And I would actually say that that sounds like a perfectly average game. You're doing a little bit of everything, you know? Uh, but that's the thing. When you think of a player that actually does just a little bit of everything. There's not a ton of players that do that. Uh, and especially when you look at those defensive numbers, like 0.7 is like that, like that's respectable. I mean, obviously you're not going to be going to put on an all defensive list or anything, but at least you're chipping in on defense, especially a half block a game. That's not bad. Uh, so we're going to be looking through here to see who qualifies and you're going to see a wide variety of players. You're going to see uh, some trends here, uh, you know, a lot of a lot more younger players qualify for this, but I think obviously that's probably just coming with you know getting their burn, getting their experience and their playing time, finding their footing. Uh, but there's also going to be a couple guys you're going to see here who uh, are have been around the NBA game for a while, so to see them still rocking in the top ten of uh, most average players in the NBA uh, is it, pretty crazy. Um, so I look through this, I look at the the points per game, the rebounds per game, assists, yada 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 and we have to have this player be within one point difference whether it's one point less or one point more uh of whatever the uh the situation uh or the category rather it is so if we're talking points per game if they have 8.9 per, uh, points per game to 10.9 points per game anyone who has that they qualify but they still also have to fall within one point of all the other major categories as well so that's where this really gets broken down to and you would think man there might only be like two or three guys that even fit this, and you would be dead wrong. There's actually 15 players in the NBA that fit this criteria, being with one point of every single NBA average. Obviously, steals per game and blocks per game is pretty easy, but if you're a superb defender, you won't really qualify there. So that's the uh, another interesting thing to note here. So uh, I'm gonna give you the honorable mentions here before we get into the top 10, and we'll really kind of break them down. Uh, Coming in here, uh, the number 15, uh, D'Anthony Melton, uh, former Grizzlies guard, uh, kind of a great combo guy, spent some time in the G League, so, uh, you know, I would consider him kind of an above average player, but uh, yeah, he's definitely going to be having a bit of a breakout year this coming season. Uh, Another guy, Max Struess, great shooter for the Miami Heat, you got to respect him, uh, definitely an above average player uh offensively at least uh but even his defense is uh not too shabby people don't really give him that respect uh another guy here Obi toppin a young guy Uh, i think this one might be as a result of uh you know, not getting too many boards, but the fact that he doesn't even get more than four, four and a half rebounds per game, or maybe it's under five, I can tell you that, I don't, I don't have the exact stat up in front of my face right now, but, uh, yeah, we'll you gotta get, get, get working on your big man game, man, uh, we need to see you get out of there, you're supposed to be, uh, you're supposed to be GOAT, man, you're supposed to be one of the best, uh, we haven't seen shit, so, uh, the, then coming in, one of my favorites, a guy who, uh, all you longtime listeners know, I'm a big fan of, Bruce Brown, and uh he's coming in here and he just missed the bill here uh to get in here a 2.5 total uh, di- uh distance from being the most average player uh and i guess maybe that's another point i should have uh maybe mentioned or maybe uh, if it didn't make sense if you're the way to calculate who is the most average you have to be closer so if you're only like a 0.1 away then that's only a 0.1 total and then i added up the five major differences and then to it into one thing. So uh, for instance here, uh, the next guy in the last one, number uh, tied for 11 12 with uh, my boy, Bruce Brown, uh, Amir Coffey of the Clippers, who's, he, let's see how his career goes. He's, he's looking nice. I actually, I, I wanna, I wanna put him on watch. I wanna, he, he could be good. He could be really good for the Clippers, um, but uh, two and a half point difference total from across those five major categories. So about a half point difference in each one if you go from that math. So uh, very, very average stats. But now let's do it. Let's get into this year's top ten most average NBA players. The first one that we're going to be getting into here. He was drafted in the first round by the Los Angeles Lakers in 2018 after a uh, an amazing run with uh, Michigan in the uh, the March Madness tournament. He's a uh, a big Germaniac. It's my boy Mo Wagner coming in here uh, with a 2.4 total difference, uh, and I think so far Mo Wagner in the NBA average definitely fits his bill we haven't really seen him do anything that breaks the mold we haven't seen him really step up we haven't seen him do anything that would make me think uh you know he's gonna be a lottery guy uh, or play up to that kind of uh you know moniker that you know obviously he fell out of but a lot of people after that run kind of believe that you know he could be kind of seeing a uh, uh, a, a poor man Dirk uh, and so far we haven't even really seen that uh, I'm not Mo has definitely got to he's got to find some personality here he's also plays on the poverty magic so that's always going to be tough for him but uh, right now most average player he's top 10 uh, He can't even get he can't even be the best average player uh, so, that, the, the, Mo, you got some fucking work to do, man, but uh, I think to start this one off, that, that's a great guy to have there, but tied with him at 10 slash 9, he's a, a, a another young guy from uh, the OKC Thunder, uh, his brother playing on the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, it's Trey Mann. Uh, Trey Mann, uh, also 2.4 total difference, and I think for him, the reason that he kind of gets thrown in here for these categories, uh, you know, the rebounds is Pretty good for a guy of his size, uh, especially on a, a team of you know not really the the most imposing players. Uh, nice to see a guard that's willing to get out there and mix it up. Uh, but he's really relying on his offensive game so far in his career. He's very one-dimensional guard. He kind of reminds me of almost like a young Cameron Payne without like all the crazy stupid dances and uh, the memeable turnovers. Like Cameron Payne had a what a like there needs to be an ESPN 30 for 30 on that guy's turnaround because that guy was pretty much. Like the like Brandon Knight meets J.R. Smith for a little bit there, um, but uh, you know obviously now with the Suns like one of the best bench operators in the NBA, so you got you got to respect campaign. But right now Trey man, we need to see something from him. Uh, you know came into the NBA with a, a good amount of hype uh, and rightfully so. A uh, Great college career as well as you know playing well with uh, uh, his brother and uh, and I believe his draft year was after he uh, right before uh, uh, man and the Clippers got the crazy extension, uh, after he, you know, exposed, uh, Rudy Gobert. So, uh, it's a, it's definitely an interesting, uh, guy to look at here, but, uh, we're going to move up to number eight here. Uh, a guy who, again, another young player, doesn't really get a ton of burn. Um, he's a twin brother on the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, this one's Jaden McDaniels, who, Again, when you think of Jaden McDaniels, you're thinking of a long, athletic guy, uh, a long, athletic four, and he can he can run the court, protect the rim a little bit, stretch it out just a little bit, but he's not, you know. Like he's very average. He's uh, he's kind of wet behind the years still. He's got a lot to learn technically. He's got a lot to learn with experience. But he's he's gonna he's only twenty one. He'll probably be uh, twenty two by the time the NBA season starts. Um, so he's got a ton of potential and a lot of room to grow. Uh, the Timberwolves are kind of on the come up right now. So we'll see how this all ends up going for him and his development uh, with Rudy Gobert there. Uh, you know probably he was gonna really ha- help out with his defensive uh, development as well. Uh, but Jade McDaniel's uh, sharing the spot of eight and seven, and this guy's probably the funniest one this guy this this one is hilarious and i wish jordan was here for this one um you know this man i said a lot of these guys are young this man is not young this guy was drafted uh fifth overall in the nba draft in 2007 2007 that doesn't to me i always think oh that's like four years ago five years ago no 2007 we're talking what is that 15 years ago that's insane there's probably people listening to this podcast who weren't even born by the time that this guy was drafted, uh, which is which is nuts. Paul Pierce, no, nope, scratch that. Kevin Garnett once said that this player, when they shared the, the court together on uh, the Boston Celtics, said that he was going to be a Hall of Famer before it was all said and done. Uh, I hope that gives it away to everybody. It's it's Uncle Jeff Green coming in here at number seven. Top ten most average players, and this guy is. Well, let me let me get, let me get the exact age correct here if I can even uh, find it here on his uh, his statue he's 35 years old he's gonna be 36 by the time the NBA season starts Jeff Green still average still average had all this hype all these people you know saying he has gonna be the special talent obviously some injuries I know he had his uh, a heart uh, problem early on to his career as well which definitely you know uh, knocked him back a bit uh, and not a bad player in the league but when you think of average players just great role players Jeff Green is that guy. That's also why he's played for, like, 14 different NBA teams. Uh, I mean, he's he, he can't really find a home because he's so replaceable. But, you know, if you can get him, you know you're getting good minutes, good smart player, good veteran guy. But, uh, you know, it is sad to kind of see a guy that's been in the league for so long still not even really, like, not even an above-average guy. You're still not even, con- like, cont- contributing that much to your team. And that's kind of why I think people... When they're confused, like uh, you know, guys like Derrick Rose for a while was unsigned, and it's like, oh, well, why aren't we signing these uh these old guys? Or Isaiah Thomas is another great example. Uh, or Kemba Walker now, um, you know, older guys that at one point were really great, uh, that just don't get signed. Look at their production. I mean, if Jeff Green is as good as an old uh at uh, 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 thirty six is just as good as some of these guys who are twenty one. Why wouldn't you just not sign the guy who's going to be entitled to more money? Sign the young guy. For next to nothing on like a two-way develop the shit out of them and then go from there because maybe eventually they won't be on the top 10 of the nba most uh, average player uh list because I, I guarantee if we went through his whole career uh we look through the history of the nba i guarantee jeff green probably falls in this top 10 more than once so uh uncle jeff green coming in there at number seven uh number six another uh the second uh half of a twin set here uh with uh the better half, I would say, uh, and and we've given this guy his flowers. We've given this guy a lot of credit uh, on the the main podcast throughout the season. Uh, but Caleb Martin on the Miami Heat, uh, there, I was actually kind of surprised when I when I saw his name uh, kind of come up here on the list. Uh, that, that I concocted, uh, at least to see how he how high he ranked. Like, he is a very average NBA player, that's for sure. His skill set doesn't do anything that blows you out of the water. A really good, like, gritty hustle guy. He can shoot the ball well. Great defender. Uh, I, I, I think, again, another player who you can slot into your lineup and you're very happy with him. He's not going to win you the game, but he'll at least keep you in it. Um, but he doesn't get the minutes. Like, he doesn't have enough time to really do anything. Uh, I, I think even him, as well as his brother... Could actually, in the right circumstance, if they could be given a role like to play at some higher minutes, I think they could do it. I really do think they could do it. I believe it was Nevada they used to play for. Uh, I remember doing some double takes late at night uh, about, you know, what the, like, am I going crazy here? I'm seeing double. Uh, no, it's Twins on the court leading this uh, this purple team to fuck up with my bracket. Um, but regardless, they, they were the truth there, and they led that squad. So they have that ability to be the guy. I'm not saying at all that they should be the guy, but I would like to see them kind of get, you know, maybe not. I'm not saying on a championship team or something, but, like, just give them a starting chance. I would like to see them kind of be in a more ball-dominant role. I think it would be interesting, but who knows? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm off here. Uh, now we're cracking into the top five. Let's uh, get our heads in the game here. It's time to get serious. Uh, this first player that uh, cracks into the top five, A player who I really don't think is good at all. Um, I've I've never been impressed with his game. He's still kind of young, but he's still super raw. He's been in the NBA for like three years, four years, like... I, I think that they people should cut their losses on him, but we'll see what's going to happen in his career. Uh, but I, I think he also is on one of the only teams that is cool with keeping a young guy like him on it, and that's the OKC Thunder. And this is Isaiah Roby uh, at number five. Uh, only 2.1 uh, total point difference from the most average stat line uh, in the NBA this past season. Um, yeah, I don't think that he's really an average player. Like, he averages 10 points a game and uh, almost five boards a game. Um, but I I just don't know where that's coming from. Like, like, I mean, those are empty hollow stats first off. Um, but like he, he kind of can shoot the, like the three. He's tried to kind of put that in his game, but not really. He plays a lot of five, but he's only six, eight, and he's not really that fast or athletic. Like, he doesn't really do anything right yet. Like, I think that they need to figure out a way to pick a lane for this guy because otherwise you're just going to have this tweener that can never actually get anything done. And then he's just going to keep being average, average, average until he's out of the league. And part of that's on him too. And his trainers and, uh, you know, everyone that's around him right now listening to this, because I'm sure you are Isaiah, uh, you know, figure it out. You got to figure it out. Do you want to be a shot blocker? Do you want to be a rebounder? Like he does have the tools that would be like an interesting kind of four slash small ball five. Like I'm not like, I, I do kind of see it, but I've been waiting too long. So why? Like I'm not waiting anymore. This is make or break. If you're going to be almost 25 by the time the NBA season is done. If not 25, we need to see something from you, man. We need to see you put something together. Like just a, a string of good games that actually impacted your team's winning. Because I've never, ever seen Isaiah Roby do anything that has made me go, wow, like, great game by him, great team player. Uh, Isaiah Roby maybe one to watch. Never in my life have I considered that. He's always just been this, like, oh, he's still developing. Like, even right now, I was kind of, like, 24 years old. I thought he, maybe he'd be, like, 21 still. But, uh, yes, uh, he, he's, he's getting old quick. And uh, Isaiah Roby, number five, uh, get your shit together, brother. Okay, and number four... This one is very surprising, but I think you have to look at it outside the lens, obviously, of the play-in tournament and the uh, the first round of the playoffs there with the Pelicans. Because um, this guy kind of took the, the, the NBA world by storm, uh, especially the his, his amazing play-in performance. Uh, Herb Jones coming in at number four. Uh, the straight jacket, Herb Jones, Uh an amazing player, a uh, very young and up and coming guy, uh, is going to be. You know, I I believe poss- after his performance this year, I I'm kind of sold on him. I think he is going to be a big building block and a big you know fundamental piece here for the Pelicans if they do want to kind of turn into a contender in the next few years, building around Zion and Ingram. Uh, I, I think he's the perfect piece. You have uh, just a lockdown defender who's getting a pretty reliable jump shot now, uh, 33% from the, the, the from deep last year. And uh, yeah, I, I think he's uh, a fantastic player overall and especially you know as a young guy he's a little older uh for a rookie I will say that as well uh you know he's going to be 24 this season uh so uh, already the same age as Isaiah Roby who uh, is going into his third year I believe so uh that's something to keep in mind uh but Herb Jones a, a really well polished player and someone who I think is gonna you know ball out here for New Orleans but. Uh, He is a superb defender, and I think that, you know, everything's going to kind of develop as he gets more burned and more feel in the NBA, and also, I think, gets more confident taking those shots, because a lot of guys... Uh, you know, they don't feel comfortable taking, you know, maybe more than three, four shots a game because they're just focused on team play. Sometimes you got to be the selfish guy. Sometimes you do have to kind of be that guy to say, you know what, next time I get the rock, I'm not passing it. I'm calling an ISO or I'm pulling up. You got to figure something out. Uh, You know, call that audible. You got to be that guy. Uh, So that's the only thing I think Herb really needs right now. And uh, yeah, uh, again, when it comes to the stats, he's a very team focused guy. He's not there to get his stats up. So I think that, you know, this is one of those times where the stats doesn't really reflect the player. But as far as this uh, categorization goes, uh, Herb Jones, number four this year in the most average players in the NBA, uh, the next two players tied at 1.8 away. So this is like, that's pretty close within, that means you're within like a, less than a half of every single stat, the statistical category for a, an average player. Uh, the first one we're gonna go with, which I'm putting number three, because I think it would be funnier to make this uh, this guy at number two, uh, number two, and you'll you'll eventually see why, uh, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. But this one is a a, a Canuck. We've got one here. Um, Kind of disappointing so far, uh, especially considering his cousin is uh, kind of a beast, borderline-slash-possible uh, all-star uh, this coming season. Uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander, this is Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, now shipped over to the Utah Jazz. It will, uh, We're going to have to see something from you this year, man. Uh, we've we've just net, like we everyone kind of thought he was like the sneaky pick for like rookie of the year even when uh, he came into the league uh, in 2019 uh 2020 season like it's, he's got the length, he's got the size, he he's a shooter but like he just isn't really that efficient yet. He doesn't really have any bag like to put anything together. He doesn't play make, he's not a great defender. Like he is very very like i he's borderline under uh like like below average, right? Like i'm i'm not I'm not sold on him anymore. Like people really hype this guy up, and I think you know having a a cousin that like like Shea that is just such a beast. You know people kind of think, oh well, he could be maybe like the T Mac Vince Carter kind of deal. Definitely not the case uh, in this situation. And you know in Utah this season, you're gonna get chances like like kind of like Isaiah Roby or uh, you know even uh, you know Mo Wagner. Like you're gonna get these the chance to kind of boost your stats up a little bit in games that don't fucking matter. Like you average ten point six and you were. Playing decent, like you were playing on a team that was actually kind of trying to play in that play in with the, with the Pelicans. So, uh, I, I don't know if uh, Nikhil is going to be able to shake this off. I, I kind of feel like this is kind of what we're going to get from him, uh, you know, in the NBA. He's going to be 24 during this season, so he's he's got some time to develop. But uh, I, I, I'm not completely sold on uh, Nikhil either uh, as, as a young and upcoming guy. But th- this year in Utah, man, you're, there's going to be a lot of shots to put up, especially if uh, a Donovan Mitchell trade goes down, which uh, Jordan and I are going to be doing an episode on. Don't you guys worry. Uh, we still got lots of uh, up-to-date news going. We're just trying to make sure we can link up so you guys can get you that, uh, not as a solo uh, podcast there. But uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, only 1.8 off of the most average player. Let's see if he can get better. Uh The next one up, this one is a meme. This one is hilarious. I think this is awesome that he fell into this. When I saw how average he truly played this year, Uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I'm really, really pumped to tell you guys that Talen Horton Tucker, the guy who's not worth Lowry, he's not worth first-round picks, Talen Horton Tucker, the prize jewel, the crown jewel of the Los Angeles Lakers, rebuild an organization, the second most average NBA player this season. Second most average NBA player. They paid him all that fucking money. He's the most, one of the most average players in the whole league, by the stats, by the numbers. I'm not, I'm not saying he's average. The numbers are saying he's average. He's gonna be 22. He's still super young, but you're, you're like, he's supposed to actually this year he was supposed to be a big player for them. Like what? He didn't do anything for them this year. Me and Jordan have ripped Westbrook a brilliant a billion and one times, and we've, you know, in passing kind of thrown shots at THT. But that's kind of the point, is that we only throw shots, because there's not even a point to talk about this guy, because he's never done anything in the league. Like, unless you want to take summer league and preseason into account, what does this guy, like, this guy doesn't have really, like, any standout games in his whole career. And, like, I mean, like, he's a a decent player. He's a very average player. That's 100% true. He fits the bill to be on this list. Like, I'm not surprised skill-wise when you watch him. He's very average, but... I, I just don't understand the Lakers front uh, like, like front office in this one. Like, if you look at his numbers, you're paying him all this money. Why wouldn't you make this move to get a guaranteed player who you know you can, like, you can rely on to hoop for you? Like, he's not that great as an athlete. He's not that great as a shooter. Like, he's kind of crafty around the rim, but not even then does he have that touch. That he kind of is too strong around the rim sometimes. Like, I don't know what they see in this guy to not make these moves. Like... He was a second-round pick, for God's sake. Like, when did Taylor, Horton, Tucker become this just prized possession in the NBA? That's seriously what I want to know. Um, but, you know, here we are. That The Lakers are kind of in the dumps. Like, they And, and that's even another thing. With Westbrook struggling, LeBron was hurt here and there. And, uh, obviously, Anthony Davis, uh, Brittle Bones boy, was out almost the entire season. So, of course, of course, like, these this is your chance. This is your chance, THC, to go out there and just ball out, give yourself some just empties out. Who gives a fuck? Show at least NBA Twitter and all these other trolls that you can't just be like like, like completely uh, epitomized before your season even starts. People knew what was coming. People knew that the Lakers screwed up their offseason by not moving them, and here we are. Second most average player in the NBA, Taylor Horton Tucker, and uh, I don't really think that that's going to stop anytime soon. Uh, possibly a contender to win this award down the line, but ladies and gentlemen... Boys and girls of all ages, it's finally time to announce the 2022 NBA Most Average Player of the Year. Now, this player, he's uh, you may know him as Vanilla Thunder, a nickname I've never, ever, ever seen from him in my life or heard someone call him, but we're going with Vanilla Thunder, so we know it's a honky. He was an NBA champion in 2021, drafted by the Portland Trailblazers. Pause. Brooklyn Nets, but he only played for the Portland Trailblazers. He's a 6'6, 6'5, wherever you want to put him. Shooting guard. A veteran in the league. Pat Connington. Your NBA most average player of the year, 2022. Uh I wouldn't make I if I was thinking, if I was picking the most average guy in the league, I think. I think Pat Collinson is a little above average. Just barely. But I think that they might only I, I might only believe that because he's on a good team. I think that if he was on, you know, if he was still on the Trailblazers or if he was on the Thunder or something like that, and I saw him play, I'd probably be like, yeah, very average guy. I think that the fact that he plays on such a good team definitely helps him out here. But the way that I looked at it, when I thought and, and to be fair, and just so you know, his stats are like average to a T. Like, he only was 1.4 total difference between all five of those major categories. Uh, averages exactly 9.9 points per game, just 0.3 off of total rebounds. Uh, assists, he was pretty far off, but steals and blocks, like, bang, right on the money. Uh, like, he he really is a very, by the numbers, average guy. And I think his skills are probably average. Like, he doesn't do anything, like, he's not, like, breaking ankles. He's not doing any cool, like, up and under moves. He's not shooting from the logo, but he, he, he's a reliable shooter when he's open. He's a good defender. Because I think that he's got bel- maybe below or average skills. But he's got a way above average motor. And he knows how to play his role. And he plays it so well. Uh, I, I think this is a, a guy. like I think in the NBA, if you can find the most average guy, that's awesome. Because you put him as your ninth or 10th guy. A veteran like Pat Connington. You're not worried about him when he's up there. Uh, again, kind of what I was saying with Jeff Green. Like I actually think that. The older guys that are on this list, even though it's kind of stupid to have them, if you want to compete, you're going to have to have at least one guy like Pat Connington or one guy like Jeff Green uh, to kind of help your young guys develop. He's not going to be an ego dude out there trying to demand the ball. He's going to be there to help you guys win. He's going to try and secure himself a ring. And that's kind of what Pat Connington was for the Bucs uh, in 2021. And he's kind of continued to be for them uh, throughout his career. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, if Pat Connington can maybe uh, go back to back because I don't see his role changing. I don't see his game plan changing. Uh, I think he's going to be doing the exact same thing coming up in the season. So, uh, Pat Connington, congratulations! We're gonna have to make up a trophy. We'll send it to you. We'll congratulate you on Twitter. Uh, and it's uh, it's been a, a pleasure to be able to announce to you guys this uh, this prestigious award. Uh, it was a lot of fun to compile all of this. I hope you guys uh, were interested. Tell me what you guys thought. Uh, you know, get at us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Do you think that there's somebody who uh, you find to be more average than Pat Connington, or do you think any of these uh, guys that I mentioned uh, should not be on this uh, average list? Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, but You know, they say men lie, women lie, but the numbers don't. Uh, so uh, it's uh, it, it's always fun to kind of go through this, but obviously uh, the numbers don't tell the whole story. And again, just like I said with my boy Pat Connington here, Vanilla Thunder, as everybody knows and loves him by. Uh, that, that sometimes the numbers don't. Reflect Reflect everything. They don't reflect the heart. Uh, shout out to Marcus Stroman. But everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. Make sure to follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk Twitter, TikTok. You know what to do. Uh, we've got some huge, huge changes to the program coming up. That's uh, gonna be. It's going to make your guys' life a lot better. Uh, Huge changes uh, and some exciting ones as well, uh, just content-wise. So I think you guys are going to be really pumped. And uh, please be on the lookout for that. uh, And enjoy the rest of your long weekend. For everybody listening to this before the Civic Holiday, for everyone listening to it after, we appreciate you. And uh, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. This is Matt Eichhorn, uh, RIP to Jordan Flegel. And we'll talk to you guys next time.